This message is brought to you by this excellent church. We excel at reshaping people's values and reconciling men to God. You're about to hear peace and preach. Be blessed. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Um, it's always um, it's always encouraging to see how much how much resources that God invested in um, bringing about His eternal counsel in this world. It's actually um, interesting to see how much resources God invested in bringing about His eternal counsel. And we'll just sit that seated, and I was just thinking about it that just thinking about how much how much and how long in this span of time that God has been planning gradually and laying the foundation through various prophets at different times, bringing everything up to the pinnacle of Jesus' incarnation and after that his death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. Many thousands of years in the making. Many thousands of years in the making. And again, you know, there's a way every, every time you hear a word, it kind of just ties into the prevailing thing that is happening around you. And again, just makes me realize how, how really ignorant we must be to really give up because something that will not pass more than four or eight years at the most doesn't go our way. It actually shows a very great depth of unbelief, a great depth of ignorance, and a great depth of carnality to look at something that will not take more than eight years and consign that thing to mean that God is not in control. Or that everything is over. Between Malachi, that was the return to the return of the of the Jews from exile to the time of Jesus was I think about six hundred years. Or thereabouts, no sorry. Four hundred. It was around four hundred years. Do you know what four hundred years is? Do you know what 400 years is? And that was the end. Between the exile and Moses, you know, between the exile and Moses was about 1,000, 1,200 years. In the scheme of things, it's years like a second. And the Lord of all the universe seated you know, directly making things happening, allowing some things to happen in his sovereign will. And then people have desires, and because the desire does not go their way, they throw up their hands and completely abandon every faith in what God is doing. The pride and the arrogance in that alone, the assumption that your choice must be the only way and is the perfect way. It's ridiculous. For people that cannot even tell the heart or what is going on in the heart of their next door neighbor, 
People that cannot even see what is going on in the heart of their next born neighbor. They think they can look at a man that they've never seen before. That everything they knew about the man, epistemologically speaking, is what the man said he is. Or what people said the man is. And then you now, you know, look at all that and now say, I saw all kinds of things today. I saw all kinds of things today. I've seen all kinds of things in the last two weeks. I can't believe my eyes. See, narrow is the way. When the Lord said that thing, he wasn't joking. Narrow is the way. The people that are truly saved are few. <laughs> you people are laughing. I know what I'm saying. Let me tell you one of the hallmarks of salvation. One of the evidence that a man has believed what Jesus is. The first thing that happens is that the man's hope and the man's longing is in God. Do you understand what that means? The man's hope and the man's longing is in God. Do you guys remember that series I taught about, um, what's the name of that series again? The one about um, um, hedonism. How to love what is good for you. Abby, is that not it? Okay. Proverbs 13 verse 12. Say, hope deferred makes a heart worked sick. But a longing fulfilled is like a tree of life. What makes people's hearts to be sick? What makes people to suffer negative emotions? Is when their hope is not given to them. And what makes people to have positive emotions of joy and peace is when their hope is fulfilled. But this is the reason why Christians will be lined up and given to lions to eat. And there will be smells on their face. Do you know why? Because their hope is not being cut short. What is their hope? Their eternal inheritance. Their reward is who? God. Such people, no matter what happens on the earth, because their hope is not in this earth, they cannot suffer that sickness of the heart. Do you understand that? Do you understand what happens? You cannot suffer sickness of the heart when the things of this world are not going the way you want because your hope is in God and your eternal inheritance. He is your reward. It is when your longing is in this world and of this world that you don't get it that you now have sickness of the heart. But what does that tell us? It means that we have a whole generation of Christians, a critical mass of Christians, that their hope and their longing was in a man. Was in this country. There is no better definition of idolatry. There is no clearer exemplification of idolatry. There is no greater demonstration of idolatry. It's unbelievable. When a man gets saved, the proposition that he receives, that he accepts, and listen to me, if, he, if this is, and you are listening to me now, if this is not the proposition that you have accepted, you are not saved. The proposition is this, that God became a man so that you can have an eternal fellowship with him, so that you can be his again. So that he can be your reward. So that the essence of your life can be his. So that even after this world, because he is eternal, you will have that eternal fellowship with him. 
because the line of partition between you and him, he came by himself to remove that partition. If you did not believe this proposition, you are not saved. Because if you believe that proposition, that now the essence of your life, your reward is God and you have been reconciled with him, why will you be forming depression? Because when they voted somebody, you did not, did not get whatever happened. Let each man take heed of himself. Assess yourself in case you are still in the faith. This thing I'm saying is a very serious matter. Hmm. Narrow is the way. There was a brother that said something in a seminary. He said something that time when they were shouting and raging about God is in control. He said something. He said, I hope God will not use this election to teach us a lesson. You know, it's very, very possible that God used this thing to teach people lessons. You don't know God does it. I've heard of the chastisement of the Father before. Have you heard of the chastisement of the Father before? That God will just want to show you, you are not saved. I want you to know, because listen to me, because he loves you, he wants, to, he wants you to realize what is wrong. If he doesn't care, he will leave you to not realize. When God wants you to think and assess yourself so that you can fall back in line, he will give you things that will make you realize that something is wrong. The amount of attachment that Christians in Nigeria have to this world is ungodly. The attachment to the things of this world the amount, of, the amount of attachments that can make you have such deep negative emotions. Because I did not get it my way. My life is over. Ah, God doesn't exist. My faith is shaking. What is the essence of faith? And slander and curse and abuse and curse and have all these nasty negative emotions. Because of the things of this world, human beings, the arm of flesh, in this same country, ha, there is problem. I'm telling you, there is problem. There are serious issues. May God have mercy on us. Do you know why I can even say the things I'm saying? I'm saying it because I'm not a comfortable middle class person that is working. I'm saying it because of the depth of experience that I have. And I know. This is the problem of being related to a pastor, but that's, if you know, if someone is a pastor, doesn't love your family and ministry because they're using as example. I'm sure they will not mind. My parents came some weeks ago and they, they came because there were some issues and everything. And when, the, when we're trying to resolve the issues and all that, there's something my mother said. She said, my days in this world are limited. And she said, I don't care how much suffering I suffer in this world again. My own important consolation is that God is pleased with me and I can stand before him with confidence. Because of God, it doesn't matter what is happening. I will walk in love and I will do what I have to do. 
This is someone that had the equivalent of what you call Admiralty Way in Lekki had a massive supermarket in the equivalent of Admiralty Way in Kaduna in the 90s when Kaduna was the commercial hub of the north. This is someone that was able to buy brand new cars that no other person had bought in Kaduna before. Someone that could buy one acre of land and build. That's how thriving the business was. The kind of person that you send your children to, to school with provisions and everybody in the school is envying them. Lost everything in persecution. I mean lost everything. Was reduced from that socioeconomic class to the point where there were days you were looking for 100 naira in the house. Was not there. Not one day have I ever heard my parents question God. Not once. Not once. Not once. These are people that saw their fellow Christians, Dick and Philip, decapitated. Decapitated. Saw church members, courts. Not once. People that lived through the tyranny of Abacha, lived through the downtime of economy, went through all kinds of ups and downs, not once. Because when the gospel was preached to them, what they were told is that you are citizens of heaven from where you wait for the coming of your Lord. The essence of your entire life is to please him. Everything he's giving you in this world is for your temporary enjoyment and for you to maximize. It is nothing compared to what is going. So irrespective of what was happening in this world, not once, through marital crisis, through children being sick, through economic downtimes, through ostracization of family. Mom was born in a Muslim family. God converted. They stripped her naked and cast out of the house. Not once. Invest all your money in a business and the entire business disappears. Not once. The confession was consistently, God will do something. God will do something. And if he does not do something, it's because he knows what he's doing. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, the gospel is not being preached. This last election has demonstrated it. The gospel is not being preached. There is a problem. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. I'm not saying that we will not have tribulation in this world and that we will not suffer. But there is some depth of despair. There is some depth of depression. That just suggests that, that that thing is your God. I'm not saying we will not have tough times when we'll be sad. There are some painful things that can happen in this world. Ah, but there are some depths of depression and despair that shows that you are worshipping this thing. Brothers and sisters, let today's word remind you of how great God is. 
is the kind of God that can be organizing men over centuries, speaking in different ways, all for what they've said to line up perfectly in the dispensation of a man's life. Your eight years is nothing to him. Did you hear what I just said now? Your eight years is nothing to him. The man that wins your presidency is nothing in the scheme of things. Nothing. Nothing. He's the God that can make a king to roam mad. Because the man was calling himself God. He's the one that can use a violent dictator pagan. Absolutely, absolute demon worshiper and killer. Absolute. To fulfill his word that he spoke through Daniel. He's a God that can use a man that is doing evil. Let him do the evil. And as he's doing it, he's using it to achieve his prophecies. Spoke through Jeremiah about lamentations and how they will be crying in Ramah because the children of the woman has been lost. And that one wants to do evil because he does not want a king to usurp his position. And that one kills all the children two years and above. But that one leads on to run into Egypt and say, out of Egypt, I've called my son. The man is doing evil and is going to fulfill his purpose. What is wrong with you? Like, do you know who you serve? Do you know who you serve? Because you wanted a president and the president does not go your way, you now say everything is over for you. To be, that's why it's over for you. That's actually why it is over for you. Because you don't know God. You don't know God. Brethren, let us take it. Let us be careful. Let's not forget ourselves. Let us not forget ourselves. Ha. We are not mere animals that are living for this world, to die in this world. We are eternal beings. Let us not forget ourselves. Let us not forget what we have, what we have been taught. Please, if you know someone and you love them, that is behaving like something is wrong with them, chastise them. Help them assess themselves. God will help us. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. For more updates on our programs and audio messages, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at This Excellent Church. God bless you. Thank you.